Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of Diarrhea of the Mouth. I am Tabitha. I'm Shadi. This is Dilo. And our amazing producer over here. This is Chewy. Is Chewy. So you guys, I kind of had, I was watching a documentary the other day on like World War II and like the bonds that were happening at home. And I started thinking, what like thing in history would you have wanted to witness or been part of and why? And like, not just thinking, but like, would we go back if we could go back in time? We obviously wouldn't have the same mindset that we would have now. Right. Because that would be knowing the future. We I'm would, like, oh, wait, I want to yeah. know what I know now. <laughs> but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, but in addition to that documentary, I've been watching the show 1883, which is. Um, oh, I heard that right, was a good one. The prequel to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And they're going through the. Of old, course. Yeah, of course. Of course. She gets a Yellowstone tattoo. I'm telling you guys. I, this, it, then the 1883, it has history. It's like right up my alley. Cowboys history, you know. Um, okay. so, and they're doing the Oregon Trail. Mm hmm. And I was just thinking, like, I would die. 100% die. <laughs> like, yeah, if you guys remember that one movie, A Thousand Ways to Die in the West, yeah. um, it's true. Uh, I they don't, got No? No, I never watched it. So it was Seth MacFarlane, right? I believe so. Seth MacFarlane. Oh, no, I did watch yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Where he, he points out comedy. everything. It's a comedy. It's pretty hilarious because they're oh, in the I Wild West it. and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, is Bill going to come into the wedding? No, Bill died about last week in a shootout. <laughs> like, just oh. random stuff. Like, oh, what about Mary? Oh, well, Mary kind of died because she got the flu, influenza. Like, oh. it's just things like how they die. is a big like, part of like diarrhea. Okay. Like, like the actual, not of them. Yeah, yeah, like he got irritable bowel syndrome. Don't know what that is, but he died on the toilet. Or, stuff you know, we take for granted. Oh. Stuff we take for granted. Exactly. People would die from, like, yeah. He got bit by a mosquito and now he's dead in the river. Like one of those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I, I was just thinking, like, if we were to have to go on this Oregon Trail, just because even looking at. I could no. There's snakes. Yeah. There's water. Like obviously, none <laughs> of that water is like. <laughs> there's water. Well, because a lot of one on um, one of the episodes, unpurified. Yeah, unpurified. I'm thinking, like, yeah. Just this unfiltered type water like <laughs> right. system Got that it. we take for granted. We yeah. don't have yeah. osmosis back then. Right. Um. The mom was like, "No, don't drink that." And the girl's like, "What? It's a stream. Whatever." She goes, "No, you got to boil the water." Yeah. And then there were people like keeled over like with their tummies because they got bacteria and viruses uh-huh. by drinking the water without boiling it. Yeah. And See, it, in my rancho, we know to bowl. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up, which is super random, and a lot of people might not think that it, that's a thing for me because I'm such a city girl. Um, but I grew up, like, going to Mexico, and tonight my, I had an aunt that lived in the middle of nowhere in a rancho where she had cattle and she had, like, chickens running around and things like that. And then she'd tell her kids, like, hey, go get water in the pozo. And it was just literally a hole in the, in, in the dirt, and you dug up that they would dug up because there was water coming. You just dig up. It was already like yeah. just yeah. permanently there but water would come out of it and then they would bring it over and then they let it settle and then you'd have to boil it before you drink it or use it and it's like I know this since I was a kid for some reason. Water from but, the well. Right. Water but, from the well type thing. But, yeah. But they they the your tia and the family that lived there yeah. didn't drink straight up. They would actually boil it as well. No, they would boil it as well. Okay, that I know of, at least. Okay. Um, it's some, they had a lot of just you know 
water just just it was it would it pots would, and pans pots and, and pans are just like um cubetas mm-hmm. buckets. Um, buckets of water that they would bring you know they would t- they would take the donkey out they'd say what well, el burro and they would bring go mm-hmm. to the well and then so they were living in 1883 pretty much okay. <laughs> and this was in the 90s right wait which 90s um, the 1890s no 19 got it okay the 1900s the 1900s late the late 1900s <laughs> <laughs> Look, I haven't been in a while to. I well, no, but I want to say they might still do that. I, would be I, I believe it. I wouldn't be surprised either because they, my family, when we went to Torreon, they had a uh, outhouse still. Yeah, like that's yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. one of those it's things where thing. you know, I mean, we take yeah. for granted. Yeah, yes. half of their houses have indoor plumbing. Right, half of them still don't. Right, yeah, right. But yeah. we might get like bit by a scorpion or something. You know, like you oh, don't yeah. play yeah. with that. So been my there. country, I've been there. <laughs> been there, done that. I mean, I'm sure we would have died. No, yeah. absolutely. I would have died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. when people are like, oh, what, you know, what thing in history? I think I probably would have liked to have witnessed. I don't know. No, actually, that's a good question. Just because you think of stuff and it, everything's a struggle. Yeah. Like yeah. the turn of the century, the industrial or, you know, the industrial re- revolution. Yeah. But think about it. There was child labor. There was people yeah, exactly. getting their hands caught in like spinning wheels and stuff mm-hmm. and no that was sleeping beauty but you know what i mean like <laughs> but like i love how you people, mix your history with your fairy right? tales yeah story yeah, of my life beautiful but like your hands you could die or like yeah. you know in a you put it through a saw because these kids are like eight years old mm-hmm. sawing you know yeah. they're in the mills and yeah. no labor laws right none and their arms are getting chopped off you know i i just i i won't right. do that now as an adult right and, right. and then right. as a female you have no rights back then right that yeah. is that's another thing where i'm like okay if i would go back knowing what I know now absolutely I'd run circles around these industrial you know right what are they the Rockefellers and all that yeah but you invent invent the car huh absolutely (laughs) be like Ford who well I get it a lot of our history is uh, we grew up here in the United States Mm -hmm. and we are Mexican-American women so a lot of our history is based on what we learned in history books and the history that we were that we were taught was mostly um, United States history right Mm -hmm. so we don't even have a lot of our history from Mexico that we're very well invested and we know how that really worked out so we can't really decipher if you're thinking about like as brown girls why don't you want you know talk about you know your 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 history your country your mm-hmm. family's country's history i'm like well you know we, we've kind of got that double citizenship in a yeah. sense and we don't know a lot of our own history i mean we've yeah ha- we there was limited Bits and pieces. Um, information yeah. yeah in school like, about our own history absolutely and the, it's one of those like you only know what you've experienced right and i was lucky enough that my parents took me once a year and then you know maybe twice a year um, but not everyone gets that opportunity growing up or yeah. even as adults. Like mm-hmm. we we don't travel as much as we should or learn our own history where our family comes from and things like that. And so it, it goes out. We, we were we know what we were taught here. Right. You're right. You, yeah. Absolutely. So our education, a lot of our, uh, if we're going to draw back into like some moments in history, more than likely it'll be some of whatever happened in American history is Tabitha's talking about the Oregon Trail and we can mm-hmm. talk about independence in 1776 yeah. mm-hmm. and the Boston Tea Party. Do we want to talk about, you know, the Industrial Revolution here in the United States? Do we want to talk about the Roaring Twenties or the 1950s and mm-hmm. everything that went about it? You know, so I that's the only place that I feel that we can draw from that mm-hmm. we would be yeah. able to go back in time. Now we've lived our own history. Yes. Um, 
we've lived through 9-11. We've lived mm-hmm. through... A pandemic. We sure. a pandemic. We're in the middle we're of it. it. <laughs> we're living in the pandemic. middle of it. We're about yeah. to make some history books and look back in time and be like, oh, Y2K. I don't remember when that happened. Yeah, Y2K. Oh, you know, so we've had our own little history and I'm like, well, we, we lived through that. Yeah. We made it, guys. You don't even realize that it is history until I think I've said this before where my seven-year-old niece asked me, you know, yeah. hey, were you? where were you when the Twin Towers fell? Because it's, you know, she learned yeah. it not for right. her history. And I'm just like, wait, what? And I was in high school already. Yeah. So it, it's those things like even um, the Gulf War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we were kids, but I remember like, you the know, fear. people in our youth group, you know, going off and fighting. And we yeah. were like, wait, is this a real war? And yeah. then I don't even think we realized that I, yeah. Iraq. Oh, the Iraq War. The, the Iraq War. war yeah. Because yeah. I had friends in high school that, you know, 9-11, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was in high school and. And I had friends who went off into the military and who actually fought that. And and they didn't come back the same person, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's sad because you don't realize like we were, like Shad said, living our own history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we hear, think about industrial revolution, World War One, World War Two. And in the midst of it, it's just repeating. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's unrealistic to be like, oh, we'll go back in time and just enjoy the good stuff. Right. It's, it's, you know, you have to face... Like you have to face, yeah, the reality of what it was. Cause like as, uh, growing up in the late nineties, so I was like mm-hmm. a teenager in the late nineties and I remember I had such a fascination for 1950s. I was mm-hmm. in love with Elvis Presley. I, I went through, I learned all of the oldies and I was, mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of the music from the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really into it and I would always say I'm an old soul and I wish I could go back. You know, I, I was born in the wrong decade, yeah. and da, 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 da. but then I was like, think about being a brown person in the 1950s, especially mm-hmm. in LA. We had our own rough patch of history mm-hmm. right here in Los Angeles. Like our, our gente, our, um, Mexican Americans, Chicanos, mm-hmm. Pochos, they, they had their own history that they like lived through. And I'm like, realistically, I don't think it, it was a good space for yeah. us yeah. as, as Latinos. Right. I mean, we endured, we've established ourselves. We've always, uh, we're obviously a force to be reckoned with in this city. You, mm-hmm. you cannot have the city of Los Angeles, hello, Los Angeles, right. um, without the brown that it represents. Mm-hmm. So... Of course, it did, you know, as a, as a kid, I'm like, well, I, you know, I just love the music. But if you look back at that history, there's always a drawback with it. Yes, yeah. it yeah. looked cute. The poodle skirts. The I guys totally that looked thought like, you were more into the 40s, now, 20s and 40s. Now. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So it, in my, in my late nineties, okay. yes, I was very, that's how it started with me loving Interesting. history, okay, like okay. me loving history I mean loving the music and me loving the vibe. So that's when it <laughs> kind of started. Got it. Okay. Um, but of course, if I look at the, like the bad parts of it and what actually happened to yeah. like a brown person like me, yeah. I'm like, maybe it would have not been the best, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, you you know, there was the whole civil rights movement at that time. Mm-hmm. Our like black brothers and sisters were dealing with a lot of, of that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm like, maybe it would have not been the best time for me to go right. back All in the time. civil rights stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean. With that said, uh, if I wanted to go back to the industrial 
revolution, turn of the century, I would have preferred to have been an American heiress. Right. <laughs> Not so much as what I am now, because right. I'm sure I would have been like, you know, one of the servants or something like that. <laughs> sure. If you um, could pick who you'd yeah, be. Yeah, if I could pick who that, I would, that be, would be. There, let me yes. rephr- re- readdress the question. That would make it fun. Yeah, that would definitely make it fun to be an That's heiress. Funny. You know, be told like, you have to marry this duke in, you know, England. Like, oh, why me? You know? Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, that I think that era, except for the whole hygiene thing, oh. <laughs> really, oh, girl. I always get I think stuck with the hygiene. That. I, I think too. about that the hygiene. I just, I don't know, and I get it. Like I look back at like different smells. Yeah, seventeen hundred, sixteen hundred, Braveheart. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love Braveheart, and then I'm thinking, no. but he is him and his girl. Like, did how no. much hygiene? When did he bathe? Like yeah. the Medal of Winter in Scotland. Like, I don't that. think he bathed. So the industrial revolution in the United States was from like the 1820s to the 18, to 1840s. Right. So you want, you, this is a time. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the Edwardian area, which yeah. okay. era, which so is that the turn was of the century. The turn of the century. Yeah. So it was like 1880s. But even like, like Victorian early. era, like with Queen Victoria, I was mm-hmm. watching, okay, that's England, right? Yeah. That's not America, but in England. And even then, like she's the queen and she has a chamber pot. Like, ew, hygiene. (laughs) Like, she's the queen of England. It's gold-plated, though. uh, Yeah, it's gold-plated, but in the meantime, you know, people in London are in the streets with filth and, Uh like, their sewers, sewage is right there. And and I feel like, you know... There's no air filters. God is funny and he would have placed me in, I don't know, that home as opposed opposed to, you know, Kensington Palace. Like, like you weren't And then I think about, like, they had all these corsets and they were just tied in in the middle of summer when they're sweaty and they're just hygiene. I can't. I cannot. It's bad enough. No. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And then I think about like, okay, it, it, let's go like, back even further. Let's do the Crusades. Let's do, oh, you know, no. in the 15, 1400s or even medieval times. And it's just like, even in movies, it just looks so dark and it yeah. looks so cold and it looks, and like they're in Texas, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. Well, Texas wasn't there yeah. back, right, but you right, know what right, I mean? But yeah. But it's just, you don't, I like where I live. <laughs> so every time I think I about like, like what in history would I have liked to have witnessed? Um, just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Maybe. Or like an outside of uh, the body experience. Be a fly yeah. on the wall. Yeah, uh, to be that. a fly on the wall. Just to watch but not participate. Okay. So probably I'm going to be. So probably the, the meeting between um, FDR, Winston mm. Churchill and Stalin. Was it Stalin? Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in there because you have these three mega powers. Uh-huh. The world is at war. Everybody is clamoring like, go America and go England. But what's really going on here? How did they not know about what's going on in Germany? I get this, but they had to have an inclining. Of course. Right? Yeah. Yes. And, and I really just There's no way they didn't. Exactly. A fly on the wall for that. Not necessarily... To repeat history, to see history, but just really to be a metiche with yeah. achievement. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Do like political, political metiche. I just need to be a political metiche. And where and would you want to be a metiche <laughs> yeah. in history? Exactly. All of it. I want to be a metiche in all of it. Like, ooh, wonder what happened here. You know, like, yeah. was Queen Elizabeth really a virgin? You know what I mean? <laughs> I doubt it. But like, you know, sure you she was a virgin that, huh? queen. No, I don't want to witness that. I just want to know, like, what? <laughs> you know, that, we, you no, just made did me. Did you know that, like, very some of the very first like kings and queens and stuff like that um 
they had to be witnessed. For example, oh, yeah. Marie Antoinette. Oh, that's and right. Her, they had an audience. They had yeah. to have an audience of people watch them do it. It was a crowd. Yeah. yeah. So that way they could see the also consummation. The consummation. Yeah. And like, I think Marie Antoinette, she was super young when she got married. Yeah, she was only like 14 or 15. What was her husband? Uh, Google it. Google it. Google it, loca. No, but that, that would have been weird, especially like as a 14 year old girl, you're going kind of still through yeah. puberty in a sense. Um, well, no, I'm not going through it, but you just finished puberty. That was normal to them. And no, right. I guess it is normal to them. Nowadays, people have it on Pornhub. You know what I mean? It's not like really something no, you want to see. Strange. I mean, it's not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> she was married to uh, King Louis. I don't know how to do these Roman numbers. XBI Tabby. King Louis the 14th. There you I go. know. I'm only that, ten, that one guy. 10, 10, 4. The one is after the V. Yeah. So. She was married girls. to that guy. Um, yeah, but they, 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 and I think they didn't consummate the marriage yeah, for like for a while. over a year, wow. a year and a half because they didn't know how to do it. They literally, oh, yeah, the yeah. guy, Maybe. Louis, did, Louis did not well, he know was how like to a young have sex. Kid. It was a different time. Like, oh. Yes, he didn't know how to do it. And so one of his brothers had to come from a different country to tell him. Oh, wow. What? And he didn't call me because they found out like, wait, are you serious? She's not with child yet? And then yeah. he's like, what's wrong? Because that would happen okay? right away. Because huh? we'll chop her head off. She was, like, he was we'll only 16 though when they got married. Yeah. And then her, his brother came to the palace and, had and to he show. was like, no, I don't know how to do Did it. You watch she it? explained the whole thing to him. And he's like, there wasn't no, go class. get it <laughs> done. No. Yeah, I'll get it in, No, a bro. lot of it. Think about some of these kings who were kings because of their lineage, not yeah. so much because they were fit. Like the <laughs> mad king. No, they weren't fit to be a king because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I meant like hot. Like hot, okay. yes. We're British now. Um, so, but they weren't... They were all in, they're all product of incest. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So they're kind of... Yeah. And it just... Yeah to be thrown in there like oh you're gonna be queen of france but who cares because i'm with you know someone who has you know a butt out chin oh that was a spaniard but still like yeah that's crazy there was some sort of going on that they they they're they started like their birthing deformed children like not only that but like my first cousin wants to have things with me done because we're betrothed and we're married because they're usually yeah, like first yeah. cousins or like you know that sounds disgusting and well no that's that's why like a, a couple but of that, but uh, no i get it and the steward that was true i the know the culture of the, the aristocrats yes yes, yes, yes but because the, of the bloodline you right save the bloodline yeah uh-huh. but i just think the, the fact that you know well, my cousin has my boob in his hand that's weird you know what i mean yeah. and then to not feel any attraction but still have to perform my queenly Dude, duties yeah, yeah. I would have. <laughs> you were waiting for that. <laughs> With that being said, I much rather would have been a lady in waiting. You know where I no, could just because lady in waitings are like they were just they they you would know the ladies in waiting were just another woman at the disposal of the king. Yeah, I know. That's the point. I get the duke and the that king is no weird. title, but I get the duke and the king. Yeah. But, no, it's just so definitely not that area is where we're getting. I kind of feel like it, the thing is there was so much like grandeur and the look was very grandeur, very aristocratic and, you know, it's very kingly and all of that. But I think about I also think about how bad they smell because mm. they yeah. hardly ever showered. So, so bad. Gross. And they have Potent. all these layers and layers Potent. of clothes and then they put perfume that mm-hmm. was super no no strong. don't do that to me yeah there is that there's a story behind the vanilla smell that's that i true. do not like 
and and they and put B- vanilla perfume no, on mm-hmm. themselves. <laughs> yep, and the bo with the perfume with over the BO. it. And the corsets and the sweating because it's it's you know crazy mistress. England so and and Paris. That is, I was and it's, it, this is where I'm like, horrible. I don't even want to go back to smell all of that. <laughs> right, like I I enjoy taking a, a shower. Thank yeah. you Jesus for you putting a roof over my head and that I can day. take a shower. Right, <laughs> and I have lotion in case I strip the oils off my skin because I shouldn't be bathing. So I don't yeah, care. No. Like yeah. I. Okay, so definitely we're not I'm going not, there. No, I'm no. not going there. I'm not going back to anything before indoor plumbing. 1890. <laughs> I thought the same thing, like indoor, indoor plumbing. plumbing. <laughs> I'm not going back to anything before 1890. Chewy, which one? <laughs> he's so confused. He's watching like, his ping pong. No, no, no. No, um, yeah, I wouldn't no, do anything. I couldn't do it. No. Absolutely not. I'd go to like from 1970s and 80s. <laughs> she goes, I'll go back 20 I'm years just, ago. You know, I think the 80s ago. would have been cool. To yeah. Go back yeah. To the 80s. Culture wise. Culture wise, I think the 80s yes. would have been cool. The 70s, I think, were not nice to men because I feel like men yeah. were just like long hair and shaggy. And me personally, I don't look wise. Like my, yeah, look wise. I'm, okay. It's not. They yeah. also yeah. rocked a full bush. The ladies. Oh, the oh okay. Ladies. I was like, uh, I I'm sorry. Did. The ladies. We're not did. sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> bushes. Bushes. And um, some of us are that. <laughs> the 80s, though, I feel were fun. That's when the high bangs. That's mm-hmm. when. Because everybody was be... skinny because everybody was on Coke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just. Oh, I, I mean. I, okay. I'm not an advocate for that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not sponsored. <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I'm not saying like we are. I'm just saying like somebody sponsored. Was, but then you had the whole like you know I watched Narcos also, yeah. and that yeah. was in the eighties, and that it was glam, but there was a lot of you know there was a lot of drugs. There was a, that's mm-hmm. why the corruption, the yeah. corruption. There was the a crime. lot of mm-hmm. exactly crime was really big, bad. Not yeah. just here in America, but everywhere mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. You know, you hear yeah. about like Venezuela, and you hear yeah. you know Colombia. during that time, yeah. So, I mean, I think every decade you kind of have to <laughs> give and take, give and take a little, choose yeah. where you want to be at. Yeah. I mean, the fifties, I guess everyone's like, Oh, that's ideal. But like, I mean, hello, there was, you know, segregation. There yeah. was yeah. lots of racism and I, yeah. I, there's still racism today. I think into the fifties, yeah. it was just more blunt and in your face. Yeah. Um, which I don't know what's worse, you know, yeah. today or in the fifties, but mm-hmm. there was, uh, I think now we're acknowledging it a little more. Right. I in, mean, in females, way, it was it's accepted. Invisible. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was. Right. Yeah. We segregated ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we mm-hmm. were going through, I mean, our people were going through oppression as well, but yeah. they absolutely segregated it. Yeah. That's like, we want to want to deal with it. Yeah. We just, we just came here to work. As yeah. I, I can say that about our brown people. Yeah. Um, you know, but you had um, our, our black brothers and sisters are in a country that they're grew up in mm-hmm. and they help you know, built from the ground up mm-hmm. being told that you don't belong here. So I'm like, ah, right. it's not the best. And in the famous words of, you know, AB Quintanilla, our, our home is right across that river, you know? So it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, but the nose philosopher, I know it's just, it's so true. You know. it, we've as a country have struggled and we're not that old as a country, you know, yeah. if you think no. about it, 1776, we're one of the young countries. Well, yeah. Would that be like a teenager? Or? Basically yeah. like, you know, compared to England and France, yeah. right. You know, I was watching, um, Vikings, which there's a lot of history there in itself. Yes, again, hygiene. Um, <laughs> again, again, yes, hygiene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just think that 
the whole 20th century though had so much uh, so much going on as far as yeah. like to witness. I, I was lucky enough. My great grandmother was born in 1900 mm-hmm. and she was with us till 1997. Wow. So mm-hmm. I, I wish I, looking back, I was only in seventh grade, but I wish I would have asked her more things. Oh, I wish I, I would have like that. picked her brain more, but yeah. she came over, you know, she, I remember her telling us cause her and her three sisters, she was the oldest. They would just come back and forth from Mexico. Like, like you know, nothing. like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they would just come in, come There's out. No border patrol. None, but it was still hard for them mm-hmm. because you know, they didn't speak English. They were, you know, Mexican women. And again, women didn't really have much rights. Yeah. She worked as a nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, she worked as a nanny in the fifties, mm-hmm. um, in the fifties and sixties. Her husband was both her sons fought in world war two. And lived and came out of it. Her oh, husband was a Navy shipman. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when they came over and she got her uh, her green card, or not her green card, her citizen, well, no, she wasn't a citizen, her permanent residency, she told them, her husband told them that she was born in 1910 mm. because she told her that the husband isn't supposed to be younger than the wife oh. and he was younger than her. Mm-hmm. So her real birth year was 1900, but oh. it was always 1910. And she didn't become a citizen until 1995. Wow. Yeah. And she was actually made her hometown paper because she was one of the oldest people to be, to vote in, was it 95? The first election she voted. And I remember her talking about FDR this. Mm -hmm. She would always talk about FDR. I'm behind an FDR and FDR. Because she remembers that that's who helped her during the Uh, 40s. Because they loved it. The, the, what is it? Amnesty? Right. Uh, At that time? At that time. FDR. Um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yes. So she, um, and looking back now, I'm like, my God, this woman lived 97 years. I'm tripping balls that that you're telling me she was born in the 1900s because I always kind of calculate when are your formative years? I always say like round it out, like around 20. That's when you're living your kind of good life. So she was 20 when she, during the roaring 20s. Yeah. And her and her sisters would go dancing. She remembers saying that they would come out and they would go dancing um, because her two younger sisters. So one was probably born like 1904, the other one like 1906. So they were, they were three women. Um, I I couldn't even tell you like what her parents, when her parents passed or whatnot, but she, um, uh, yeah, they would come and she remembers their dancing and, and Mm. you know, that's so amazing to me. Like, so I'm, I'm crazy. I'm a big fan of the past. Um, and as I got like a little older, I've dug into, there's actually an underworld for like a lot of people that are like, now we know them as rockabillies. Yeah. I think we've all been through different phases of people that are, you know, that love the style and music of yesteryear. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when I was in high school, our, that kind of group was known as greasers. Yeah. Um, or before, or they were known as rebels. Right. Um, and now the new name is Rockabilly. They're yeah. into that type oh, yeah. of yeah. like Americana music and they dress the style and the hair and the outfits. They all kind of fit yeah. a blend of mm-hmm. vintage, um, a vintage style. So it's all like a blend and it's mm-hmm. blending of the, the styles from the thirties, forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very much in on, I love it and I dig into it. I follow a couple of influencers that are, that are into that style and it's just gorgeous to see. Mm-hmm. So if you were to put me back in time, I'd probably select something like the thirties and the forties. Um, mm-hmm. I like to, um, 
watch all of that. I had to research all of that. <laughs> a lot yeah. of my books yeah. are mm-hmm. on some of the Hollywood starlets, you know, mm-hmm. during the 1920s, there was like Clara Bow. During the 1930s, there's Jean Harlow, who I'm reading about right now. Jean, and then there's like um, Rita Hayworth is one of my favorites. And she was from the 40s. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the beautiful Marilyn Monroe in the 50s and mm-hmm. on and on. But like these like three decades, I think the twenties and thirties and forties are the ones that I've researched so much because I just Mm -hmm. love, 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 love that vintage style. And there's so many areas within those three eras that the, those three decades that I've looked into. So if you were to slap me right in the middle of any of those, I'd be the happiest. But again, well, and I think music might have transcended. Music might have transcended better because there was very rarely words. It was just music, like big yeah, band right. music. Yeah. It was, you know, like um, I used to just wonder, like in other countries, what were they doing? And my my, I remember my grandma goes, "We were doing the same thing. Everybody was in America. Like it, it just transcended yeah. because it was like it was oh, swing yes. music. Yeah. Yes. It was, you know, and, and it was it was jazz. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was jazz. So, it now, was, so in the what was it? The, there was the whole like drugs sex and rock and roll mm-hmm. that whole little mm-hmm. scene back then it was booze sex and jazz <laughs> that okay. that was um, yeah that was uh, the, the the moniker for the that. moniker for that for that time that's so interesting that's yeah i i just we think about the glamorous side of yeah, that of yeah of course but yeah there was stuff going on in the world right? of course a lot of, dark stuff. a lot of dark stuff and see for me i think about like okay yes i'd love i would love to be dropped off in the in 19 like 1943 right next to maria felix of course mm. oh. so of course. i would I know. go into that you so know, specific yeah, yeah Super. i, know. She's I like would a 1943 and because <laughs> that's where she that's the year she was born yeah and so yeah to kind of be like a fly in the wall or her BFF. Yeah. Either or. Okay. You know? <laughs> Mexican cinema, cinema was always taking a cue from American mm-hmm. cinema. Yes. They were like maybe about a decade behind. So Maria yeah. Felix was like a, a starlet probably what in the... She was a starlet in the early 1970s, I think it 60s, was. It's like late 67. Yeah, this is when she came about. Mm-hmm. But if you look at her movies, you're like, wow, that looks like a, a, a black and white or a brown yeah. and white. Yeah. It's just like... You know. Absolutely, because you get any Chenta movie, and it's right. And yeah. she was also the breakthrough, one of the major, major breakthrough stars out here. Yes, she was brought out here, and she didn't even want to be an actor. She was like in a room full of, you know, with a director, and someone just pushed her, in and they're like, "Hey, are you interested?" And she's like, oh, "I don't know." So she was really known for like her attitude of mm-hmm. being like, "Ah, maybe," and just a super diva. But the fact that she was like this gorgeous Mexican woman that yeah. you know broke through is and then like just her she kind of brought that to the forefront of how exotic looking Latina women are too yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. as far as like she was one of the breakthrough like on Bonanza and stuff like that you had mm-hmm. all women from Mexico how it's yeah. exotic how it's Maria Felix like yeah. it's just but I think it was it wasn't even the exotic look it was just like she was called Maria La Bonita you know and they, yeah. they had she had all these like you know, men she was after her and things like that, I but she was she, known for her attitude and like, I don't give a shit type attitude. And it's the, the diva ish type, yeah. but she's kept it classy in a sense. And just, 
dude i'm she like was spicy she was yeah it, it, spicy that's, that's what it is it was like the spicy attitude type mm-hmm. that you know provoked people to be like what's that who is that instead of just like you know and like a pushover she's, yeah in a she's sense. so pretty we'll allow it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly my favorite mexican because i also watched cine de oro so like i said like uh with with mexican cinema they were probably a decade behind american cinema because they were taking mm-hmm, cues from american mm-hmm. cinema and um so this is why like you would be like, oh yeah, Maria Felix in the fifties. Yeah. No, not really. Um, but there was a golden age of Mexican movies, and you had like somebody like Dolores del Rio, yeah, who mm-hmm. was uh, a wonderful actress, and she crossed over into American m- movies at the time, mm-hmm. dated of course some American directors and stuff like that. But the the th- that was one of like um, the best times, yeah. especially for yeah. film. For film, especially, and, yeah. yeah. And I loved it. And you'll think about my favorite actors mm-hmm. and it was comedy but he was still one of my favorite and it's Mario Moreno Cantinflas yeah. who I'm he was what do they call him the Charlie Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin. Of, of Mexico, Mexico yeah. of Mexico but I one of my favorite movies of his was Aista Letaye mm-hmm. and I'm sorry but his chops were so good yeah. were so good and I'm like if, if you were yeah, incredibly definitely. incredibly he played it so natural and I'm like a big critic when like say, you know um Movie, you know, acting has definitely come a long way after so many years. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But even like going, but going back to them, like I'll think about. Um, I think they called it for for American cinema. You know how they had that fast talking, like, um, oh yeah, fast talking kind of like reporter type of way that mm-hmm. they oh, talked. Yeah. It, apparently, it was a developed language for cinema. It was called a transatlantic. Oh, the transatlantic, English, transatlantic, yeah. like an English mm-hmm. transatlantic where they would talk like that. Um, I can't do it because I don't know the accent. Hey guys, how's it going over here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, even the ladies were like fast talking yeah. and stuff. Um, that was a, like a transatlantic language that was developed but it was only for cinema mm-hmm. but I mean like I look at like Mexican cinema and I f- watch somebody like Mario Moreno Cantiflas mm-hmm. Maria Feliz you know um, Pedro Infante yeah. Um, Antonio Aguilar yeah, yeah all of these guys and they're playing it so naturally mm-hmm. and I was like wow you guys could really run circles because your yeah. performance was so great there was a time there in the period because I, I saw I sat there and saw these black and white Mexican movies or brown and white because yeah. really that's what those cameras look like brown and white with my grandparents with my grandparents oh my god oh wow my parents <laughs> you just aged them a whole yeah, lot oh my more. gosh <laughs> I sat there and watched them growing up with my parents and I really really did enjoy them but um, then there was a time period I think in like the 90s that mm-hmm. like Mexico was just trying to bang out movies yeah. and I'm like these are so terrible yeah. the <laughs> oh my god I'm like I can't stand those if yeah. it was not a black and white I would not watch it my, we wouldn't really watch it and yeah. just flip it because it was just not yeah. good it was not I mean Thankfully, I mean, like uh, Mexican cinema has come a long, 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 long way. They sign a category on their own even now. Mm -hmm. Um, But that those are like, I think if you would have dropped me back, it it would be at around that time period. Definitely. And I mean, she went in and into Cartier and was like, make me a necklace. You know, and it's super like it was different. It, it was a different yeah. time, but it was also like she was that girl that could do that. Like yeah. she just was and and the necklace that they made. So the story I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a crocodile necklace that Cardi has. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a it's two crocodiles crossed over. 
and one of them is emerald green and the other one's a yellowstone diamond and it's encrusted and it's just this beautiful like crazy necklace she was the one that was like she walked in with her pet alligator into the store in paris in the middle of like the seven days and was like yeah Yeah, she she put him over the counter and she was like make him and so it was they say that it's like the image uh, the the necklace is the image of her pet and so that it was like you don't no one walks into cartier and says Hey, make me a necklace. You yeah. know what I mean? And so Seriously. just like the balls that this woman had is like what I'm always in awe of. Aside from like, obviously her acting and her beauty and just her attitude and the way yeah. that she just broke through all of this, like the, the barriers, the and barriers stuff. in this during that cinematic area is just, it, it's always just, it's amazing to me. Yeah. You know, just she falls be, in love with Maria Felix. I am. Um, Sometimes she'll like do an eyebrow lift just like her. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> he just it. made her day. Absolutely. But you know, and it's just, to me, that's just like the, when anyone in history so you've loved to have been a fly on the wall with her I would totally live I would be a fly on the wall just to be in that room where she was like she walks in with her little pet alligator and like, Make me <laughs> but then Cartier makes like has done a couple of items or a couple of things that had they I think a whole line because yeah, now there's like a watch and I don't know what um, there's a couple of things that they made in 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 for her like in honor okay. of her well, I don't know how you say it, but yeah and so I'm like yeah this is this is this is who I want to be. This is who I was. In you just want to be so the forties. Yeah. <laughs> the forties. It no, was. Well, she was born in the forties. Okay, you know, she so lived then, up to two thousand eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. She went. Mm-hmm. She lived. lived. She died in two thousand eight. On her. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was probably two thousand two, and she died on her birthday. Oh. Uh huh. So she literally like born April eighth, died April eighth. Oh. It was inf- yeah, super interesting. I was like, oh, look at her in that eureka moment. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah, she yeah. lived until two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. Some, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, dude, I would die to be like. I had like she was this- five nine. Wow, she's pretty tall. She's yeah. a gorgeous woman. Yeah, yeah. I had um. So I used to. I was. I was in my depression era outlaw point in research time that I was reading a lot of books about depression or outlaw. Um, and these are the guys that you would know as Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. You would know as um, John Dillinger and um, Pretty Boy Floyd, Babyface mm-hmm. Nelson. So I like went through a time period when I was like researching. Lucky. <clears throat> Lucky. No, no, no. That's like the Jonas mob. Um, oh, I'm but sorry. Just, <laughs> these are, I'm talking about the, my bank robber series oh, of research that I was doing. Um, and I was I was telling Indy and I just remembered like, you know, have you ever had like a deja vu moment? Like a strong mm. one, like a strong, strong one. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen this before. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you've been through it. Uh-huh. I usually I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know that, it, you know, you've got me to this place. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I believe in past lives or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just called like, you know, I end up like in reincarnation. Yeah. I don't know if I believe in it, but I had this weird moment. And, um, so I'm obviously I'm, I'm an avid reader and mm-hmm. I was researching, I had been reading a lot of books and, uh, obviously one of my, one of my most fascinating couples that, um, yeah. in history were Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And so Bonnie and Clyde had, uh, around the time that they were doing their bank robberies and, you know, kind of living on the lam. Clyde Barrow convinces his brother Buck Barrow to join him and Bonnie on the road as they're, you know, robbing banks and stuff like that. Um, 
um, the the uh, Buck's wife's name is Blanche Barrow, hmm. and of course, I mean, you'll read history. They all got caught, right? They all got yep. caught up. So apparently, a couple years later, Blanche wrote a book about her times with Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, she spilled the beans. She spilled mm-hmm. all the beans, and basically, she's talking about she went because she didn't want to be without her husband. They really did have that like. 100% true love. So I'm reading through one of the book through her book and I had the heaviest deja vu mm-hmm. as I'm reading a couple of the lines in this book. I remember clearly me dreaming what she was describing in the book what? years what? before. Like you've been there before. And you she's describing how she was sitting, how she walked in, what she was wearing. And I remember living in a dream and it was me i was wearing what she was wearing that's true yeah that's a trip i was like oh my god i i freaked out um and and i still remember it so clearly and i'm like i was having an out-of-body experience because it was so familiar to me to feel myself in that moment as I'm reading years later and it was just an, uh, it wasn't a dream that I had had recently. It wasn't a dream that I had when I started reading the book. It was a dream that I had years before and I didn't really understand it. So I was just like, I don't know what that is. Um, And it was years, years before. And then all of a sudden I come to this passage in this book and I flipped my lid Mm -hmm. because as I'm reading, yeah, yeah, seriously, as I'm reading these lines, I am seeing that dream come alive again and I remembered it so vividly and I That's kept insane. reading I'm like oh my gosh and I kind of kept reading through the through the pages and it was another scene that she described and I remember that in one of my dreams and wow. well in that same dream yeah so the, the part that she was talking about was when she got caught and what she was wearing and mm-hmm. she was wearing these um um, kind of like riding pants mm-hmm. and that she really, really liked and some riding boots. Mm-hmm. She, you know, they had come into some money, so she was really excited about this outfit. Yeah. And that's what she got caught in. And um, and so she talks about, you know, looking down on it. She's in the cop car and they're taking her in and all that type of stuff. And as they're walking, I'm like, I remember the scenes vividly. Like it, like it was me. And so I'm like, that's the type I'm like, I don't know where it comes from and I don't know what it happened, but yeah. it's one of those moments in time. And I'm like, Oh my God, I call yeah. like deal. I'm like, I'm freaking out right yeah. now. I'm literally freaking out. I'm like, am I reincarnated? Yeah. Like, is my, like, I don't, I don't really know if I believe yeah. in that. I yeah. haven't really gotten into it, but it right. was one of, the most vivid moments I've ever had. Did you like uh, maybe have a deja vu of reading that? And then you did? No, no you remembered actually no, being. No, I remember like my dream. That's insane. Of, of I mean, what I, she was describing. Not that I necessarily believe in reincarnation or maybe, but it, it, I do believe that it could have been you. Like I, because I, I have certain experiences where I'm like, there's has to be some sort of past life or a, a double life or lineage type lives that we live and you know yeah. like this linear type thing these linear type things i know where it's it's probably insane to think about her or, or you know but anyhow yes I, I i for some reason because the way that Chad described it to me it, she's like no i'm in the way that she was really freaking out it was very much like that was me like this is so weird and 
I you, sometimes as like people, we have these connections to history and certain moments or certain things that we can't pinpoint. Like maybe my weird, not weird obsession because I don't think yeah. I'm obsessed, but this very liking towards yeah that this era, era yeah. or these people or this yeah. time um maria felix type thing or yeah. there is like um just different things different places even yeah um that we feel these connections to um i think it's a very real real yeah. thing and i th- and and in my like lifetime I think a lot of of my reading passions from like Mm -hmm. reading stuff in the past and you know digging into this type of era and time I was always very fascinated with this one couple it was Bonnie and Clyde Mm -hmm. I mean I did a research paper in high school and got like you know my my teacher was really impressed by it so I really dove into it a couple years later I picked up researching around it and I wanted to know Mm -hmm. more and more about what was the actual truth about their lives you know they came from very much nothing they didn't even rob that many banks you know they just Mm -hmm. got that um they they were kind of they wanted to be villainized or wanted um because they wanted to catch them and you know they died a very gruesome death yeah um they were made public enemies number one but yeah. of course this like there's this like crime spree going on with like this romantic notion of there were a couple mm. and they were doing this so and like just kind of i was really fascinated with the story i didn't know why i was very drawn to it but then i started researching yeah. all of like the other people and i'm like oh wow oh that's interesting you know blanche barrow wrote a book about her mm. life on the lamb with um, Bonnie and Clyde let me go mm-hmm. I bought that book and I researched it and when I got to that part I was really really tripping out so I don't know if I'm the reincarnation <laughs> of, of Blanche Barrow I don't know what that means nice to meet you um, hey, <laughs> how's it going Blanche you know but I was it was during the 1930s and so there's always some like some type of like center interest within the 20s 30s and 40s that yeah. I always go back to so um, the, it all fascinates me World War II you know um, mm-hmm. any of that history around mm-hmm. that that one segment of time those like three decades have mm-hmm. always very been very prevalent and and they've always drawn up my interest yeah and me i go back to that like maria felix for a minute there or for even now i was uh i took a liking to frida Kahlo, but there is some uh, there's still a disconnect for some weird reason and um but maria felix just fits i don't know what it is um and then uh just kind of like i recent i, I was reading on her and then recently learned that Diego Rivera, which is Frida Kahlo's husband, painted her. Painted Maria Felix and he but he was madly in love with her for about ten years. Mm-hmm. And that's uh-huh. when he painted her. Yeah. And yeah, Maria Felix was like, Yeah, hey, what's He's up? No, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But she, Diego Rivera. Yeah, yeah, first of all. I'm all uh, yeah. She's but like, I also have she, yeah, it's pretty much um but she also mentioned and said like yeah, I don't like how he painted me. I don't like the painting. She Didn't was, he do it naked or he I painted her how she sure. saw her or something like that? How, it's usually how he yeah. saw her. Mm-hmm. That's what he that's what he does mm-hmm. or did. Um, and she said that she did not like the painting that he had done for her. Um, but he apparently he was in love with her for like 10 years. It's really, really weird. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just for me, it's just her... I don't know what it is. There's just like the just her attitude, her, yeah. her vibe, yeah, her vibe, strong just, woman at yeah. the time, especially, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like the way that she just broke through, and again the the Cartier, and there was a cobble of things, um, not just the uh, the crocodile. I keep saying uh, the crocodile necklace, but there was two of them where there was a the, the double crocodile mm-hmm. uh, with the yellow diamonds and the emeralds, but there's another one with just 
white diamonds and emeralds. And then there was the snake mm-hmm. that um, it apparently took two years to make because it was a 22 inch necklace that was flexible. Mm-hmm. And so it, the makers had to really, really figure out the material for it. And mm-hmm. it was, I can't remember what it was, but it was just like, it, they needed to make it flexible and it needed, and then it was encrusted in diamonds and all these things. And I'm just like, that's amazing to me, especially at that time. And to try to like, you know, Hey, pull this off for me. And, and, and it it's just, to me, it's just mind blowing. And it's just like, that was amazing. <laughs> See, I don't think I have a connection like you guys like that towards any area. I just love the history in general, yeah. but I don't have like I just love one. love to learn about it. Yeah, I don't have like one specific person or yeah. time or person. Like, I, I Is know. it more like a little bit of here, a little bit of there? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it would just like to have been a fly on the wall, period. Like, yeah. I just think it's yeah. great. More, I, more of moments than a period of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I would have loved to have seen fire be invented in the wheel, you know? That would have yeah. been cool. But again, hygiene and, yeah. you know, right. so yeah. I just don't. First person who ever took a shower. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's Seriously. what you wanted to see. Right. Running plumbing and but running water. even like reading biblical times and stuff like yeah. there's certain things where you're just like oh i want to yeah, see absolutely. like yeah. you know nebuchadnezzar's garden or you know yeah. whatever noah's, that, ark. noah's ark or well no i would have been on the i would have been on the ark <laughs> not outside <laughs> but the like inside yeah the, the inside of the ark but um but yeah just all this like historical like stories that we are told and through time that has passed through i mean mm-hmm. through the teachings of jesus through you know through this whole you know 30 years, 33 years. And it's like, I would have loved to have been like there for it. Like, yeah. did you guys ever watch like Superbook? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No, Superbook was like, is anim- now looking back, it was anime. Oh, where they going back in time. And- where they go back in yes, time. Yes, yes, this yes. sounds really so familiar. So I, my mom bought us all the Superbook videos. Okay. There are videos, VHS yeah. was back in those days. So we <laughs> always had Superbook. <laughs> so it's two kids in like, or every robot, day right? and a robot. Yeah. yeah. So his dad's like a genius and he's like a genius and mm-hmm. they had this robot and they go back into time. Mm-hmm. So that's how we would like, you know, watch our Bible yeah. stories. And I always thought like, wow, that's so cool. Like just to go back whatever time. And even like that one time show that we used to watch, uh, where they would timeless. travel back timeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just all of that has fascinated yes. me. Like, Oh, how could we go? Because yeah. I mean, time is such a sensitive thing and it's very oh no of course if you would be like hey we have a time machine right do you want to you know we i mean even if you select where where i'm back in time i would go i'd love to but then that would be like also kind of starts in that do you know the future which is something we really right we don't there's certain things we don't believe in either you know as Mm -hmm. believers that we're like uh that's just not you know Mm -hmm. part of us to know the future you know but you can't alter it can you alter it but it's just different things that I've just would have been a methiche. Basically all this comes down to is me wanting to be a methiche and just wanting to be like, Oh, that's how it happened. Or, Oh, that's how Noah's Ark was built. Or, Oh, you know what I mean? It's like, also, I think a little bit of FOMO. I wish I was there. Of course. Yeah. The good things, yeah. Because yeah. I would have loved to have gone to a sock hop, you know, and just yeah. wear like oh, a Pluto skirt hop, yes. or, you know, yeah. even the seventies where like girls were able to go to college for like $20. You know what I mean? Like I'm right? going to go, you know, I used to tell my Girl. mom cause she was like, she graduated in the eighties. I'm like, dude, why did you get married and have kids? You could have gone to like whatever college you wanted. Yeah. You could have, we would have been rich right now. Yeah, we could have been. <laughs> She's like, I wouldn't have, this wouldn't have happened. You know, 
know, I yeah. wouldn't have been born. It would have been mm-hmm. altered. Right. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I don't think some of them would have thought about it. I'm like, mom, you know, you should have gathered. It wasn't even a thought. Sorry. I said, um, I was like, you should have gathered a couple more stories from like family, you know, like yeah. my, my yes. grandmother was born right in, in the, I, um, she was born in around thirties. Mm-hmm. And so, she, so I went, I was talking to my, I was talking to my, I think she was born in the late twenties. Um, and so one of the things that I have, it was just rancho people. Mm. And I have so many photos, a couple of photos of her with some of the, like the vintage wear, which is something that I was so fascinated with the fashion. You need the to time. preserve that. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying to like get in contact with family back home to see if they had it preserved it. Of course now it's like super yeah. expensive to find yourself a good dress. Yeah. Um, and I, and then my mom went back to the farm to visit family and she asked around, she's like, Oh, you know, my daughter's looking for some of, some of grandma's like old clothes. And she's like, Oh, we gave it away. I'm like, oh my God. My precious. And I, wow. and I had photos of her in like 1940s garb and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So it would have been that's See, now you make me feel like, okay, so my mother's wedding dress was my grandmother's wedding dress. My grandmother <laughs> got married in 51 oh, and wow. we still have it. And my mm-hmm. mom wore it in 83. Mm-hmm. So, and my mom's like, would you want to wear it? And I'm like, no. And then now that you like say stuff like that, yeah. I'm like, this is a well-preserved dress from like yeah. 1951. Yeah. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 54. Sorry. 54. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if now, you know, I'm sure that material is, you know, when my mom wore it, it was cream obviously mm-hmm. because it, you know, in 54 it was white, but in 83 it was <laughs> cream. And I'm thinking, what <laughs> color is it going to be? But it. my mom had it preserved after her wedding. She had it boxed up and preserved. And so it's still Yay. not, not that I'm saying I'm getting married. I'm just saying like <laughs> it's an option, <laughs> but um, I, it's always been between me and my sister. And I'm like, no, I'm just good. don't cut it. Remember? Don't alter it anyway. No, what happened? The 21 dresses. I don't recall. <laughs> so the, um, the Catherine Heigl character, she wanted to wear mom's dress uh-huh. and they had it. Uh-huh. And so, but the daughter got engaged, the sister got engaged to her younger sister, got engaged earlier or before uh. her. And so they're like, yeah, you get to, that's fine. You get to wear mom's dress. Cause dad said, Hey, you know, here, you know, you get to wear mom's dress cause you're the first one to get married. And so of course, Catherine Heigl's character feels bad. You know, she wanted to be the first and she wanted to wear mom's dress. And then towards the end, uh, like far into the movie, she ends up the the younger sister who's engaged and about to get married. She ends up chopping off mm. the dress oh and she's at a tailor because she thought her sister, Catherine Heigl, goes and meets her at the dress um, at the seamstress. And they're like, hey, I thought you were wearing mom's dress. She has a whole different dress on. And she's like, I thought you were going to wear mom's dress. And she's like, yeah, no. He's like, well, we cut up parts of it because it was so old fashioned. And and of course, Catherine Heigl like has like a meltdown. Like, are you kidding me? And um, there's like, she's like, yeah, we chopped it up. And like, (gasps) I used pieces of it for my new dress. And she's like, don't worry. We saved the rest for you. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, don't do that. No, that's I just don't wear it. No, I'm just it's better off being preserved. Yeah. Like just don't wear it. No, that's just ridiculous. I I would never even think about that just because I'm sure the like I said, material isn't probably made the way it is was back then. And it's one of those things like fifty four, if you think about it, that's what over it's over fifty years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. it's about 60, seventy, about 70. almost seventy years. Oh my goodness! I'm yeah, old. yeah. <laughs> I know. I was trying to be. Yeah. I was just thinking the math. Oh yeah. my, because yeah. math. 
It, I think, yeah. Wow. It's about 67, 68 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, good time. Please don't chop up your Please, mother's dress. I will dress. not chop up my mom's dress. No, I refuse. My mom still has hers, but it's in the farm. And um, she was supposed to get it last time that she was there, but she said she forgot the key and they couldn't get it. It's, it's in a like baul. Okay, um, that's cool. Big yeah, lock. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I forgot it had locking keys. Like your dad's tux is in there too. Ooh. Oh wow! Because they had a really big. I would wedding. want all that. He's right? like, I'm like, you have that. I'm like, tux. can you bring the dang thing back? And yeah. she's like, I'll bring it next time. Even the baul. Yeah, yeah just bring, bring the, the whole box. Just, well, it's really heavy and expensive to bring over. Um, but I'm like, but just grab the dress. Yeah. I'm like trying to preserve any piece of history for my family on, yeah. on there, and I'm like, whatever. If I have As a photo, I, I want it. You Especially know, in I'm, our culture, it wasn't yeah. a common. Yeah, thing to it do. wasn't. Yeah, you know, they um, got they got rid of it. Yes, now they, we want it. That's right. what I found out with all, like all my grandma. Like, what happened to grandma's clothes? And they're all like, oh, we gave them away to the other old ladies. Well, here. I mean, the '90s are coming back. Like oh, all yeah. our flare jeans and all that, just <laughs> flat true. skirts. Yeah, and stuff. so true. Um, but yeah, it's a it's. Eh, I, I you should totally try to keep that and try to get your hands on that. Um, me and my, for me and my family, um, my parents didn't have an official wedding. My oh. parents just went to the courts and got made it legal just because they needed paperwork. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, the the president, I can't remember what it, who it was, but they there was an amnesia and they were just like, hey, we just need a, we just need paperwork so we can start, you know, doing the thing. Yeah. They were so young too. They were, my parents were sixteen and seventeen when they came over. And so, yeah, um, they didn't have that. They didn't have an official wedding. There's no wedding photos. There was no wedding. Yeah. So, you know, and then my grandparents were just crazy. So, and they stayed in Mexico, but there was nothing official. There's no tradition. Nothing to pass down. Nothing, nothing. to pass down. Nothing yeah. like, you know, and I think that that's like, that super sucks, you mm-hmm. know, cause I'd like to hold on to family traditions to a certain extent or just pieces of it, like physical pieces of yeah. it. I wish to have heirlooms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't like, I have, my mom was raised by her grandmother, which is my great grandma. And the fondest memory I have of her is that she used to chase the kids down the street with a, <laughs> with a sense, you know, like a leather belt and <laughs> that she had hanging over her door and, you know, and ready. I'm like, where is that leather belt? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's what I have. And so if you guys could totally like, yeah, get your hands on that and keep it and preserve it. I, yeah. Please do. I have a, you know how they, they pose that, they pose that question to you. It's like, if your house were burning down mm-hmm. and you've been able to get your loved ones and your pets out safely and you can only take like one thing, one thing. from, from your home, yeah. grab one thing that what would it be like what's mm-hmm. so important to you and i always think about grabbing some of the photos that i have pictures mm-hmm. pictures yeah. like i have a little gallery mm-hmm. wall of my mom's wedding photo my grandmother's wedding photo both of my grandparents' wedding photos i have a, a picture of my grandmother in my room and i have pictures of me and my brothers like one picture that we ever took we didn't have cameras because we were broke mexicans here in the states mm-hmm. um so there's not a lot of pictures of us when yeah. we were kids um so i was just like pre- just grab those and it's because mm-hmm. it's like the only like good memories that we yeah. have and i'm like well this is what is going to ho- help us rebuild at least yeah. i would think just yeah. the, the idea the thing that gives Absolutely. us strength to rebuild so I always, I, it's easy for me to be like, oh, these, these, this set of photos I would run mm-hmm, off with, mm-hmm. you know, 
But I think with photos, I, they, everybody who's ever gone through a fire, they say that that's one of the things that they wish. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I was thinking. And nowadays, though, it's a little bit easier because we have like hard drives hard and stuff. Drive. So you could mm-hmm. just pull that hard drive and, you know, but photos, old photos that have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Those have a little bit more like you developmental. Film. Yeah. Note mm-hmm. to self, scan your photos. Yeah. <laughs> scan your photos and your hard drive. <laughs> And your birth certificate. That's probably important too. <laughs> well, hopefully you have a safe for all that. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's very vintage. 